Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, how much fun was it having Lauren Brownlow on with us on the week four recap? That was a great time, I thought. She was awesome. If you haven't listened to it, it's on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook. We promote it on Twitter at least a dozen times at this point between all three of our accounts. So make sure to go check that out. Um, she was awesome. Great to have her on. We'll definitely have her on again for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can't tell that we're we're pretty proud of that episode, you know, the, the amount of tweet volumes and all that. You know, so go uh, go check that out. Our week four recap was a lot of fun. A lot of really good insights on there, too. And what was a pretty uh, tumultuous week for the ACC, we'll say that's a big word for me, but uh, it, it was. And so go check that out if you haven't yet. Mike, we got week five. We got week five games to preview. It's an interesting slate and it gets started early, Mike. Eight o'clock. Thursday night on ESPN, the North Carolina Tar Heels on the road in Coral Gables taking on the number 16 Miami Hurricanes. The Canes an 18-point home favorite here. And, man, as bad as we've seen North Carolina, they are coming off a win. Can they cover 18 here? I don't know. I don't know. New um, quarterback for Miami Thursday night. Better quarterback for Miami Thursday night <laughs> home game playing against a team that's really garbage. Um, bad defense. Uh, yeah, Miami can cover. Don't bet money on it. You already talked me out of it, by the way, before the podcast. I was like, yeah, Miami, my team pick of the week. And you were like, no, don't do that. Here's you why. Were, yeah, you were really gung ho about it. And and there's there's two things that stick out to me about this that I think. I, I am nervous about laying 18 points with Miami here. Number one, it's it's a weeknight. That's the whole thing. But also North Carolina getting players back from suspension. They've got guys that are going to be coming back. They're going to be playing with more of a full deck of cards than they have been recently. So that's going to be one thing going in, in the heels' favor. Number two, do you know who Miami plays next week, Mike? Florida State. Thanks for reminding me, Joey. That would be the Knolls. And regardless of how good or not the Knolls have been this year, this is ultimately going to be a look-ahead game for Miami. So I, I talked to you out of it. I think you and I both on UNC plus 18 here. I, I don't love it. I don't love putting any faith in North Carolina here, but this is just a couple of factors here that kind of tell me this is the side to take. So you know what? Let's just take the points. I think Miami still wins comfortably here, but give me the give me the heels, maybe like I don't know, 38-24 or 35-21, something like that. Okay. I'll say Miami covers North Carolina sucks. Ooh. Uh, going back on it. Going back on it. Not gonna be my pick of the week though. And you know, maybe I'll bet it. But yeah, I don't not, feel great about it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh probably won't bet, actually, but I might bet it. Even uh, getting points again with how bad UNC's been, I just eh, I don't feel great. Yep. Uh, no Malik Rozier, right? It's going to be Perry. Should be Perry, but never trust Mark Rick, so I don't know. <laughs> Keep an eye on I mean, that. You never know. Um, I, I know that Cam has been pretty excited this week kind of dealing with this, and it seems like it's more of a permanent change than not. It's kind of interesting to me that if Mark Richt is going to make a permanent change like that, that he would do it on like the third drive of the game like he did last week. It seems like a thing you'd do in practice during the middle of the week. But, hey, I mean, it was FIU. They won comfortably the whole thing. So it seems like everything is indicating that 
Nikosi Perry is the guy going forward. Um, I, I would feel better, honestly, about taking 18 with UNC if it wasn't going to be him, if it was going to be Rozier. But I, I, I think that's where we're at right now is just take the points. They're going to, you know, Miami's still going to win this game comfortably, but I think they'll leave something in the tank, let off the gas. And uh, and again, in a bit of a look ahead spot here, I, give me the heels plus 18. Uh, okay. I love North or North Carolina. I don't love North Carolina. Complete and total lie. <laughs> I love Miami with Nikozi Perry. I love him. Love him. Love the team. Love the upside of the offense. I love Perry as a prospect. Um, yeah. I mean, feel like a bandwagon Miami fan with Nikozi Perry in the game, except I freaking hate him. So, <laughs> except for but, that. But, but besides that, uh. Yeah, I, all right, let, let's move on. What the hell? I, yeah, well, first of all, I have to confess, I have not yet seen Miami with my own eyes with Perry at quarterback. So it looks this, good. Looks good, Joey. Looks a all lot right. different. Looks You're good. talking a big game. Yeah, looks good. S- speaking of Cam, we might need to get him on uh, next week to preview that FSU game. Just a uh, yeah, just a little, little uh, seed there. Maybe we'll, we'll bring him on to get a, a bit of an, a special preview on and talk about this quarterback situation as it's evolved. I think we can do that. Yeah, uh, so... We're, we disagree here. UNC plus 18 for me. Miami minus 18 for Mike. We'll move on. Going on to Saturday, Mike, 1220 on the ACC Network Extra. What we're going to argue is the most interesting ACC conference game of the day. The Virginia Cavaliers on the road in Raleigh against the NC State Wolfpack. And that feels like a strange thing to say that Virginia is like one of the headliner games of the day. But I think when you look at what's happened so far, they kind of have to be. Virginia's good, Joey, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, Maybe NC State's good. There. NC State's good, Joey. Maybe. Well, I, I, it's a less tentative maybe for me on NC State. I, I feel better about them than I, I really do, and I've got more of a track record really on NC State. But totally fair. Realistically, this is the toughest game that both of these teams will have played so far. Um, we we truly got robbed of NC State against West Virginia. That would have been a really fun game, but so much robbery. Sure. Yeah, that's highway robbery right there. Not really. It was weather, damn it. Um, but if you look at it, Virginia, they've won three games so far. It was an FCS team, and then S&P Plus, they beat Ohio at 104 and Louisville at 85. NC yeah. State's at 29, right? So 3-1 and one Virginia, they've looked good. They've moved the ball and all this, but this is pretty clearly their toughest test so far. They also played number 45, Indiana, and lost on the road. Um, Should have won. yeah. I'm just I'm gonna have more faith in NC State here. Um, I, I'm gonna have some faith in their defense and 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 Ryan Finley moving the ball. This being the toughest game that NC that Virginia will have played so far and having to do it on the road in Raleigh, I think I'm gonna ride with the Wolfpack here, Mike. Um, NC State, by the way, only a five and a half point favorite in this game. This is a pretty low number relatively. Um, if you feel pretty comfortable with NC State and what they are right now. I think this is something to consider, uh, you know, pushing the button on, so to speak. Uh, NC State, more of a track record recently as being a good team uh, than Virginia, who really hasn't been good for a long time. Of course, made a bowl game last year, got shithoused by Navy, so to speak. Um, I mean, really just run out of the stadium in that game. Mm-hmm. Scored the first touchdown, and that was about it. Um, mm-hmm. So Virginia, uh, we're, Virginia being a good team is new. But with that being said, how good are they? They have lost uh, one game, and it was really to the only decent team they've played, and that's Indiana. Indiana is a pretty decent Big Ten team. Uh, doesn't get a lot of headlines because that conference is so top-heavy. 
On to NC State. Like you mentioned, we got robbed of probably one of the best non-conference games of the year when NC State was unable to play West Virginia two weekends ago. Um, NC State, solid program, great quarterback. They're playing at home. Raleigh's a very tough place to play. Uh, It's going to be really the first true road environment for Bryce Perkins uh, going on the road to NC State. Um, His first real ACC atmosphere he's playing in. Tough place to go play for your first crack in conference in a road game. I got NC State. I think the cover five and a half. Virginia keeps it within 10. I think they'll play well. I think NC State's just a little bit better right now, but we'll find a lot, find out a lot about both of these teams regardless uh, moving forward because, hey, this is one of the best conference games of the weekend. And like you mentioned, I can't believe we're saying that about Virginia and NC State. I'm going to go NC State like. 35-24, something like that. I think it's a competitive game, maybe not a blowout. Um, but, you know, I, I think that NC State's the better team here, at least as far as what we really are sure about. I guess a lot of this um, a lot of this bet on this for me is, is maybe gambling a little bit on Virginia being fool's gold, that I'll say. Um, you know, they've, they've looked good against some, you know, subtly bad teams and when you start playing some of the better teams in their schedule, they, they won't look quite as, as good or as dominant as they have. So I think we agree here, Mike, NC state minus five and a half is the play. The total is 53. I, I think you probably leave that alone. I can kind of see that going either way. If, if, if you had to play it, I think over makes more sense. Yep. Cause life's too short to bet the under. And I've learned that the hard way multiple times, Joey. So <laughs> let's go with the over. Let's do it. Why well, not? clearly, it's uh, it's been impacting my pick of the week strategy as I'm one and three on the season, mostly just picking unders. So, um, time will tell. We might end up riding that pony again this week. We'll uh, we'll get there here in just a minute. Mike, let's move on. Noon on ABC, Syracuse on the road in Death Valley against the number three Clemson Tigers, fresh off of a huge win over my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Clemson's a twenty-four point favorite here, Mike, and I'm not going to lie, I. Clemson considerably better than Syracuse, but I'm just going to say, I think as well as Syracuse can score, especially like late in the game after Clemson were to let off the gas, I think I like the orange to cover 24 points here. That is a lot. If Assuming assuming that this time next week, Eric Dungy is a fully functioning, physically put together human being and not broken that's, into a thousand pieces. That's a lot to ask. Um, yeah. That's a ton to ask. I'm taking Clemson minus 24 Syracuse. Your luck has run out. You're playing a real defense this week. Sorry, Clemson. Big, 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 big Clemson by a lot. Trevor Lawrence, have a field day. Have yourself a field day, Trevor Lawrence. Kelly Bryant, uh, sorry, you're not starting, but you're going to get a lot of playing time in this football game. I think Syracuse gets blown out in Death Valley. I don't think they're even competitive, and I don't know why. So many points. Just it's a lot of points. Clemson by a million. Get back, <laughs> get back game, fifty-two to sixteen. Oh crap! I forgot about that aspect. Get back game. It's a nooner. Eric Dunchy is going to be hurt in the second quarter. I hope he stays healthy. For what it's worth, I love Eric Dunchy, but mm-hmm. he's going to get himself killed. Clemson by a billion, a, a bajillion, a lot. Man. And Clemson did just change full time to Trevor Lawrence here at quarterback, and that's by a ton. Yeah, pass defense, pass defense for Syracuse, very much assy. Um, Clemson, just don't even think about it. Just oh, it. you're making me question now, Mike. I was feeling really uh gung ho and 
and uh, clever for taking the points here with Syracuse, but the get back game, you're you're absolutely right. Clemson might try to murder Syracuse in this and, game. And for what it's worth, Joey, um, a lot of what I said was probably a giant over exaggeration, but it's just a gut feeling. It's a gut feeling. Trevor Lawrence throwing into a really bad defense. He's been excellent when he's been in the game. It's a get back game. It's in Death Valley. Clemson's defense might just completely overwhelm Syracuse's offensive line. And Eric Dungy, all he wants to do is run when there's nobody open. And that spells recipe for disaster against a very good Clemson defense. Tigers by a billion. A billion. You drive a hard bargain. Um, I'm actually going to switch my pick. There's one other data point that I just found that I feel like everybody needs to be aware of that is very much relevant here. The last time that Syracuse went to Death Valley, November 5th, 2016, Clemson 54, Syracuse nothing. And what did I say? I 54 said, to nothing. I said 52 to 16, and maybe I gave Syracuse a little bit too much credit. Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah. Now, I think Eric Dungy was knocked out in this game, and Deshaun Watson was playing for the Tigers in this game. Yeah, that sounds, hey, you know what? Eric Dungey getting knocked out. That seems like something that could happen on Saturday. Trevor Lawrence might be as good as Deshaun Watson at some point in time. He might and be better. And he might even be better. Clemson by a billion. Don't even think about it. Uh, Yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned it, I think I'm on that board. I'll be here all week. Because it, it, if nothing else, Syracuse probably better than they were two years ago. They have not closed the gap with Clemson by 30 points from two years ago. Bingo. Not even close. So let's buy yeah, Clemson minus 24. That feels dirty to say. I can't believe that. But all right. Let's do it. Let's lay 24 points with the Tigers. I guess they just beat Georgia Tech by 28. So anything's possible. That was real life analysis right there, too. That was like it sure was. That was yeah. that was hard hitting, detailed analysis that you guys come to the basketball conference podcast for with your good yep. friends Joey and Mike. We we yep. bring that that hard hitting analysis. I dropped I dropped the word bajillion about four times in that second. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Mike, we can't put this off anymore. We need to talk about at seven o'clock on ESPN two, your Virginia Tech Hokies on the road in Durham against the Duke Blue Devils. And Mike, one of these teams is ranked number twenty two and a five point favorite, and it is not Virginia Tech. Yep, but Hokies are going to win, and by nature, they're going to cover. Hokies plus five, not even worried about it. Ryan Willis comes in, not as much of a drop-off at quarterback as you may think. Defense will play better. They're going to play angry. Quentin Harris plays quarterback for Duke. It's been okay. Can't really throw all that well. I think the defense will be a lot better. I think they got a wake-up call last week by playing like ass against Old Dominion. I think they'll be back. They'll play a little bit better. That should be enough against a Duke offense that's run the ball pretty well. I think if you slow down Britton Brown, they're going to have a lot of trouble scoring. Hokies win plus five here. Easy. If if the Hokies blew out Old Dominion, we wouldn't even be thinking about this game, Joey. We'd say, okay, maybe a little look-ahead spot with Notre Dame coming up. No more look-aheads. They, they wasted their look-ahead on Old Dominion. Hokies win. Damn, Mike, you're fired up tonight. You're all about it. Let's... I've had I, I've had a you. rough day. I've had a rough day at work. So let's just <laughs> let's keep it going. I am fired up tonight. Bring it on. I, I'm with you on this one. Virginia Tech plus five. And I think I, I think I'm gonna go outright. I'd still feel nervous about that. Virginia Tech breaking in a backup quarterback, but 
he is he's experienced um you know he's he's a junior i believe virginia tech right now by the way plus 180 on the money line um, money line, just money line it let's go i mean yeah you basically double up if they win the game outright i'm i'm a little bit in a buy low sell high kind of uh perspective here i i'm with you on i think virginia tech's going to be better especially defensively this week i think they're going to give duke a hard time and quentin harris this is going to be the hardest defense that he's faced so far regardless of what you saw from the Hokies last week against old dominion um he has not seen anything like this between baylor and nc central so even as a junior himself i i, I mean duke they're not going to be blown out in this game but I think I'm with you, Mike. Just give me Virginia Tech to cover and win outright. Um, if Duke does win here, I, I think that's that's very telling about where they are as a program. I think it tells us more about Duke than Virginia Tech, honestly. Um, but give me the Hokies to win outright. We'll say 27-24 is what I'm going to go with. Um, I think relatively kind of lower scoring. And actually, that's probably too high of a, a number. Mike, the – the total on this game, 50 and a half, I think that's too high. Yeah, I think it's too high. you got two backup quarterbacks going against two really good defenses. Virginia Tech's going to be fired up to prove that last week was an aberration. Under 50 and a half in this game, that total's too high. And, Mike, let's lock it up. That's my ACC pick of the week. We're getting right. We're getting right. I'm let's one make- and three picks of the week. Let's make it two and three. Let's make it two and three. Under 50 and a half, Virginia Tech and Duke. Uh, in a bit of a get-right game for Virginia Tech, and I think that they win outright again. So to revise my score, which was a total of 51 points, um, let's go Virginia Tech 21, Duke 17. Nice. I was thinking that would be my score too. I don't give scores, as you know. I'll give one here, 21-17. Hokies win and cover outright. Give me them on the money line. Bet the house. Do it. House on the Hokies. Why not? Backup quarterback. What could go wrong? Seven o'clock game in Durham. In value. You're going to be there, right, Mike? Uh, was. Not anymore. Not uh, okay. That. Yeah, not doing that. Well, good times. Yeah, don't do that. Well, if you're going to that game, give them hell, Virginia Tech fans. We know you will. Uh, 3.30 on ESPN2, Mike. The Florida State Seminoles, a six-point road favorite in Louisville against the Cardinals. And this is a game that, again, two years ago, this is the game where they came out of college game day. Lamar Jackson lit them up. Louisville 63-20 to 20 winners. They kind of kick-started Lamar's Heisman campaign, all this stuff. Last year, there was a little less shine on the uh, shine on the tires there. And this year, it is, uh, it is kind of an afterthought of a game in the ACC right now as Florida State has been bad and Louisville has been worse. And somehow, Mike, I guess I'm just going to take Florida State to cover six on the road. I, I mean, I, and, and I, I think I was telling you before, this is not me having faith in Florida State as much as just fading Louisville and thinking Louisville's bad more than Florida State's any good. So, I mean, what the hell? Florida State's defense is going to get it done, give Louisville's offense a whole lot of problems. DeAndre Francois probably going to throw for a couple of touchdowns here or there. I'm going to go with the Knowles. Let's go like 21 to 10. Florida State. I think this is another really low-scoring game. I don't think either of these offenses are really any good. Florida State wins and covers, keeps the momentum going. Louisville's passing defense sucks. DeAndre Francois doesn't really. So let's roll with that. Let's say that they keep Francois upright and he throws the ball okay, Joey. How about that? 
I, I think that's an attainable goal. It's the small victories. Now, that, that is the problem is that you've got the notorious BVG's defense firing after DeAndre Francois and that bad offensive line. That is always a recipe for disaster, but Louisville's kind of its own brand of disaster. So this is a game of bad against worse. Yep. Inside of a touchdown, give me Florida State. I think if you got it at like eight or nine, maybe take Louisville on the points, but yeah, just take the Knolls and get the hell out of here. Yeah, Brian Van Gorder's been at training this week to learn the basics of the pass rush, so he's still kind of <laughs> learning that whole conceptual <laughs> thing. So um, I like Florida State here. I think so. Yeah, Knolls minus six. Let's move on. 3.30, same time on ESPNU. The Pitt Panthers, a 13-and-a-half-point road dog in Orlando against the number 13 Central Florida Knights. And, Mike, I think they're going to get murdered. Yep. I think it's going to be real bad. Yep. We're talking 13-and-a-half points. I think Mackenzie Milton might throw for 13-and-a-half touchdowns. How about that? He very well might. He's going to be inventing ways to score by throwing for half a touchdown at some half point. Half a touchdown. Actually, yep. if you throw for enough in a row, do you get, like, like a multiplier? I think you know, like, probably <laughs> – like in Mario Kart, if you hit enough boosters in a row, you get like, you know, an extra booster even in there. Yeah, I think Mackenzie Milton is going to start discovering unknown rules in college football that three straight touchdowns, you know, you throw a fourth one, it becomes an extra half touchdown. So that, yeah. that's possible. Yeah, you get the uh, half, you get half a touchdown by throwing it over to the bench for Josh Heupel and he'll throw back to his Oklahoma days and he'll throw a touchdown pass from the bench because <laughs> um, turns out Pitt can't cover that either. So yeah, yeah, UCF by a billion. Um, Doing this game in Orlando, man. Yeah, this is this is a bad matchup for Pitt. Kenny Pickett, game manager, not good. This is all the makings of an absolute curb stopping. The the biggest problem for Pittsburgh, and we we alluded to this in the recap, is that Pittsburgh's offense has been so just underwhelming and it's like one of those golf carts that has a governor on it, Mike. Like you can floor it. And it will only ever go so fast. Like they scored oh, yeah. 35 points last week against North Carolina, and that was the second high water mark of the 16 games they've played since Matt Canada left. Like, I, it's just that's going to cap out somewhere, and UCF's not. They're just going to keep scoring. Like they regularly hang in 50 and 60 burgers on anybody and everybody. So you better come ready uh, with, with your track suit and your 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 warm up pants on because. They're, they're out there to run and go score a whole bunch of points. That's what UCF's going to do to you, and I think that they're going to cover 13 and a half here. Yep, they're going to look like the new school Pat Narduzzi defense, which, by the way, not a good thing. Yeah. M- Mike, how confident are you feeling in this uh, 13 and a half? Very co- uh, uh Did you start a college fund for your future kids yet? <laughs> bet, bet that on it. That's how confident I am. You're reimbursing me if it goes wrong? Reimbursing you if it goes wrong. And then doubling down next week. Is this one of those where I can bet the game like it's already been played? Pretty much. I'm very confident in UCF here. Would you like to make it your pick of the week, perhaps? I will like to make it my pick of the week. Dude, All right. Pittsburgh sucks. They're bad. They lost to <laughs> North Carolina last week. They are garbage. UCF by a bajillion. I've used that a lot in this podcast. We got a lot of blowouts here, Joey. We got a Quick. lot of blowouts. Quick reminder, he is at Mike McDaniel CFB on Twitter if y'all want to go find me. Pit fans. Yeah, co- yeah. Come at me, Pit fans. Come at me like six minutes into the game. We'll see what the score is. UCF by a ton. A ton. A lot. 
First quarter, end of the first quarter, I bet Pitt's down 21 to 7. I bet they've given up four touchdowns by that point, 28 to 7. They may well have. And, yeah, Pittsburgh scoring seven points would be an accomplishment. UCF's defense isn't even good, but Kenny Pickett, kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, Pitt expected to lose this game by 21 points by S&P Plus, so mm-hmm. keep that in mind. This Lock is it up. a comfortable cover for UCF. Yeah. I might go get in on that now before we uh, before this number moves anymore. Oh, well, maybe it'll move back in our direction. It'll be like 12 and a half. Then you can just take a nap while betting on it. There you go. Yeah, bet that new house on it, Joe. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll run that by the wife first. Yeah, run it. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Run it by Maggie. At noon on ESPNU, Mike, the Boston College Eagles, a 13 and a half point home favorite against the Temple Owls. How, so we know Boston College looked pretty bad last week against a, a fired-up Purdue team, and understandable. Um, now, we talked about Virginia possibly being a bit of a uh, fool's gold kind of thing, right, where they've beaten all these teams so far, but none of them are particularly good. S&P Plus rankings for teams that Boston College has beaten, 105, FCS, not applicable, and 84. Now, to be fair, the 84 is Wake Forest, and I think that's probably a little bit underselling them. But Temple is at 66. I mean, they're a little bit better. It's 13 and a half is a lot of points, Mike. We uh, we, we confident we rolling with the D train here? Yeah, BC wins and covers. Anthony Brown's not going to throw four interceptions in this game. Don't think Temple's defense is really all that good. BC wins and covers. 13 and a half on the road. Let's do it. Are they at home or on the road? Uh, they're at home. Oh, they're at home. Okay. Well, even, even more confident. BC, 13 and a half. Got it. They'll be fine. So the thing is, Temple's defense actually is pretty good. Um, the problem is that their offense is not. Their offense is really, absolutely, really bad. Um, so BC, BC's defense, by the way, not all that bad. Not bad at all, no. Um, they might have to get a little creative. You know, it seems like there are those teams that Boston College is going to run into where you can't just say, we're going to hand it off to uh, A.J. Dillon 30 times and they're going to, you know, run up the score on them. Some defenses are going to be able to key in on him and actually stop him and bottle him up for a lot of the game. And so you're going to have to get a little bit creative with Anthony Brown at some point. The good thing is that he has shown us at times this year when they've had to, he can he can handle that just fine. Um, I'm, I'm with you here. Boston College wins big at home. I'm going to say they cover the 13 and a half. I don't know if I'd recommend betting this game. This is That is a lot of points to give up with a team that still might have a bit of a touch of fool's gold to them. So um, just – yeah, probably leave that one alone. Yeah, I'd li- probably leave it alone. I'm likely in agreement with you. Anthony Brown, one thing to keep in mind, he got creative in throwing the ball to the other team last week, so that's something to keep in mind. As long as he doesn't do that, BC should be fine here in cover, but keep an eye on that. We'll see. I think BC wins this thing comfortably, though. Yeah, I would agree with that. Two more, Mike. At noon on the ACC Network Extra, my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, a 28.5-point home favorite to the Bowling Green Falcons. Uh, as we do continue the ACC Mac Challenge, as we referenced on their uh, podcast with Lauren, 28 and a half is a hell of a lot of points, Mike. And Bowling Green is an absolute crash team. Um, they are number 128 in S&P Plus. They're number 129 in S&P Plus defense. Their rushing defense, I believe, is the single worst in the country. This is a giant formula for Georgia Tech to just roll them and kind of have a get-right moment and, and get some momentum and some, some rhythm back. 
I'm just I'm a little tempted to take 28 and a half points and say that Boston or that uh, excuse me Bowling Green's offense is going to cause them enough problems on defense that they can keep it within four touchdowns. Georgia Tech 43, Bowling Green 10. Which is 33 points. Okay, so you're going with a cover here. Enough. Barely enough. I mean, well, I guess five is covered by like four and a half is pretty good. But anyway, yeah. They cover. I don't know if I can trust Georgia Tech enough right now. I'm Dude, having Bo- trust Bowling issues. Green, Bowling Green, I get that because you're a Georgia Tech fan. Bowling Green can't tie their shoes and chew gum at the same time when defending the run. So... You know, they really can't. They can't even open the pack of gum and they don't even know where their <laughs> shoes are. So, they are my alcoholic uncle, it turns yes. out. Yeah, it turns um, out they really suck at defending the run on a college football field. That's kind of what it boils down to. They suck. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if anything, this has a weird like styles make fights kind of situation to it of a Bowling Green's not going to be able to stop Georgia Tech, but. B, Georgia Tech's defense, Bowling Green seems like their offense is competent enough that, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking this. Yeah, you know what, Georgia Tech covers. You're a bad influence on me, Mike. Get me to lay 28 and a half points with my team that I have no trust in. Hey, good news, though. Went 6-1 and one last week. Yeah. It was a nice bounce back week because I went 3-8 and eight the week before. You didn't go six and one last week. You went five and five. We both went oh, five sorry, and five. No, excuse me. Uh, not on my picks here. Just in general, the games I actually bet, like put money uh, on. One. I'm sorry to confuse you. Man, you had a big bounce back week then. Huge. 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 There you go. All right. Sure. What the hell? You only live once. Georgia Tech covers 28 and a half somehow. By the way, if you're going to bet that game, wait on that hook to go down. Yeah. Try to get that inside of 28 and and uh, spare yourself the scoring number there. So, And don't just fire your bookie, burn him, if he suggests that like, it's one of the first games you bet this weekend. Yeah, burn absolutely. Don't do that. All right, last one, Mike. 3.30 on the ACC Network Extra. The Wake Forest, Stephen Deacons, a 25-and-a-half point home favorite against the Rice Owls. And just as I was talking about, I don't like laying a lot of points, but you know what? I'm laying them here with Wake Forest because Rice is actual trash. Wake Forest can and will run up the score on them. Uh, this is going to get ugly real quick, I think. Yep. What the hell is a rice? Wake by a lot. Wake by a lot. All right. Well, yeah. So 25 and a half points. Give me Wake Forest here. Let's go 52 to 20 or something. How many rushing yards do you think Wake Forest has in this football game? Uh, I'm going to go at least 280. Okay. I was going to say. It kind of depends on if they want to run the ball or if they want Sam Hartman passing the ball. But I don't know that Rice can really stop either of them. They can't. <laughs> I was like, narrator, they can't. Rice, S&P Plus, 127, and defensively, 128. Bad team. Bad football team. So Wake Forest and Georgia Tech, you guys are playing two of the four worst teams in the country. You had better just annihilate them. And if you don't, then we will not believe in you for the rest of the season. That's that's a fact. That's a guarantee. Rice might quit at halftime. Ooh. They might pull a uh, – hold on, hold on. No, it's not there. I don't know what the guy's name was. That was yeah, at the, uh, the Bills that ran off. You never know. They could do it. I mean – Everybody listening to this podcast is screaming his name too. Yeah. <laughs> How do you not remember? I would say it's oh, happened Fonte, before. Fonte, Fonte Davis. Adam, man. Fonte Davis. Oh, that is correct. Give me a second. It's here. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it could happen. You never know. Or like yeah, the, the random Tennessee guy that quit too. Or Oh, he wouldn't come in the game, right? And Pruitt sent him home. Allegedly, there's a lot of conflicting stories there. And I, I don't know what it means, but I think the one thing we can take away from it is that Tennessee is still hilarious trying to maintain a functioning football program. Hey, uh, update. Is Jeremy Pruitt an asshole? Uh, yes. I think but we knew be. that. Yeah. That's not new information. We knew that already. <laughs> Bitch, he might be. Um, yeah, he might yeah. be. Yeah. All right. Wake Forest minus 25 and a half. Give him like 52 to 10 or something like that. Anyways. Yeah. Wake by a lot. Mike, that's all the games we got this weekend. It's kind of a weird slate here coming off of week four. I, I keep waiting on like hardcore. We're going to have seven conference games in a week. Uh, we'll get there at some point soon. But hey. Well, next week we have Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, I'm sure, plays somebody. Oh, they got Louisville on a Friday night. Oh, what that won't possibly be. go wrong. What could possibly go wrong? That won't be weird at all. Man, I'm going to be there for that game. I am looking forward to it and also not looking forward to it in, in like the worst way. So, you know, I'm looking I'm looking forward to betting it with you there. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what the line is, actually. Georgia Tech on the road against an assy Louisville team. Like, that'll be uh, that'll be one to watch. So keep an eye on that. I think it's inside 10. Yeah, I think it's inside of 10. I'm just – I'm not really convinced of who's going to be favored. And, and I don't – I'm not favoring Tech on the road by more than a couple or three points anyways, like the way they've played. So I, I don't know where else you're going with that. I'd be so, willing to bet it's like Georgia Tech minus five. Probably, if I had to guess. Well, let's wait and see how these teams do this weekend. <laughs> yeah, don't. Louisville could beat Florida State. I mean, throw that out there. Georgia Tech might just totally implode and, and be in a squeaker against a crappy Bowling Green team. I mean, I was going to say, Bowling Green will not beat Georgia Tech, though. Uh, Famous last words. Uh, uh, Georgia Tech. Let's not talk about that. That's probably too real of a thought right now. All right, Mike, let's get out of here. My pick of the week, Virginia Tech Duke under 50 and a half. Your pick of the week, Central Florida covering 13 and a half at home against Pittsburgh. That is a lot of points to lay, and yet I don't feel bad about it at all. Uh, it's kind of funny because, again, our picks of the week, I'm one and three, you're two and two. Our overall picks, I'm 20 and 12, you're 16 and 16. So basically the strategy here is bet on my picks of all these games, bet on Mike's picks of the week. Um, that, I think that's the strategy here if you're trying to make any money, but also, you know, careful trying to make money off what we're telling you. So in any case, Mike, you got anything else before we get out of here? Don't think so. Um, I don't think I brought much in the way of analysis. I just screamed that a lot of teams were going to get blown out. So I don't know how beneficial that is to everybody, but uh, that's podcasting at its finest as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, Syracuse is going to get murdered. Murdered, murdered. murdered. Yeah, they are. That's a get-back game for Clemson. You're absolutely right, golly. All right, well, uh, Mike, we're going to come back and recap these games at the end of the weekend. Until then, they can find us on Twitter. I am at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. Y'all can send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. That was efficient. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. And Mike, hit them with where they can find us on the social medias. Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there. And of course, continue to rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Make sure you go do that. 
please do. And please share us with your friends. If you've got ACC uh, football loving friends, and if they say, why are you sharing this basketball podcast with me? It's football season. You'll be like, Haha, well, that's a joke. So, yeah. And direct uh, them right to this one where I'm just screaming about teams getting blown out. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is our, our finest hour um, other than other than our last one. Um, <laughs> other than that. Yeah. Other than that. Uh, Mike, they can also find us on YouTube if they so choose. They can come watch us yelling into microphones. Um, it's just search for basketball conference on YouTube. We don't have a fancy URL or anything. So go check us out there. Mike, anything else? I think we're good. You want to come back and recap these games this weekend? We have no choice, Joey. We 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 do not. We are uh, as you know, we are committed to a life of indentured servitude to the ACC and all of its uh, activities for good or for evil. And we'll come back and talk to him, uh, talk about him on Sunday. Yep. All right. Well, until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy the games, and until next time, go ACC. Yeah.